Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God, we welcome you in this place. We're asking for wisdom for this day. You baptize us with wisdom from on high. Thank you for the wisdom. Father, we believe we receive wisdom as we approach your word. I thank you that it is in wisdom is the principal thing. You told us in all our getting to get understanding. I thank you that by wisdom, Kings reign. By wisdom, you decreed the earth into existence. Thank you for the wisdom of God. So baptize us afresh with wisdom. May our lives be marked with the wisdom of God. Save us time, money, and energy. Thank you, Father. And Father, grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe? Give unto me your son and your slave supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. I connect my tongue to my spirit and I speak as the mouthpiece of God to these, your people. And I thank you, Father, that, that this word will change their lives for all eternity. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. It's good to be with you all this morning. Um, God is good and his, and his name is worthy to be praised. Amen. I just heard, uh-huh, and that's it. <laughs> that's all good. Y'all going to leave me hanging. Um, so today we're going to talk about something that I haven't preached a lot about. Um, I, I, it's, it's the mark of my life this particular subject, and it's called faith. So today we're going to talk about the faith life. I, I probably can count on one hand how many times I've preached about faith, right? Out of 26, 27 years of ministry. I haven't preached that much about faith. And um, starting in the new year, we're going to have faith school um, on a Wednesday night for those who are interested. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So Romans 1, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Romans 1. So I'll be going between, you know, I, I was a King James baby, so uh, I got to go back to King James. I mean, they, they still haven't, I mean, there's some good, great translations out here, and there's some horrible translations, <laughs> and we won't talk about that right now. But th there is, King James has been around for a long time, and it, and it set the standard for so long. And then ESV is built upon the tradition of the King James, if you don't know that. So that's why ESV is my, my new baby, but KJV, I'm its baby. <laughs> so um, Romans 1, and I'm going to read that out of the KJV. And we're going to talk about the faith life. I, I haven't done a lot. I, I mean, when people hear me, they're like, you don't preach a lot about faith. I, I don't. I haven't preached a lot about faith. And I believe it's, it's our time and our season to talk about faith more. Amen. And, and because we're just living some crazy times. So Romans 1, and this is out of the KJV, while ESV is on the screen. I want you to look at this. Uh, Romans 1, 16 through 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Um, ESV says the righteous shall live by faith. Uh, um, Paul is writing the book of Romans. It's, it's one of these books that is the standard of doctrine. Out of all the books that Paul wrote, Romans is the one that he is writing. He didn't, he didn't find his church in Rome. He, he actually 
heard about their faith. If you read above, a little bit above that, he actually heard, and I love the fact that there's babies in the, in the room. And so don't get frustrated when you hear babies because that speak of life. Amen. And what better place to, for a baby to be is in the house of God. So Romans actually is a book that Paul is writing. He heard about their faith, but he wants to make sure they have the gospel right. How many know, you know, how many know that we need to have the gospel right? We need to know that we know that we have the gospel. And so Paul is unpacking the gospel from Romans 1 to Romans 12. And then from Romans 12 and on, he's telling them how to live in light of the gospel. So it is a very heavy theological book. One guy that I admire from a distance, he was, he was dead by the time I was like six or seven. He actually took 10 years to preach the book of Romans on a Wednesday night. And as a result of that, we have a, um, the volumes of, I think it's 20 volumes on Romans from this gentleman that was in the UK. Uh, but he just took his time verse by verse. We're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, but, but Romans is one of those books that you as a believer should study. You should study Romans. You should know it. And it, uh, there, back in the day when I was witnessing to people um, and I was being trained in evangelism, evangelism, they said you should take people through the Romans road, showing them that their need for Jesus. So Romans 1, verse 16, Paul is bold. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. How many know that if we're not ashamed of him, he won't be ashamed of us? If we confess him before men, he'll confess us before our Father and his holy angels. And so we're not to be ashamed of the gospel. Paul boldly says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I think about gospel music because y'all, most of y'all know that I love gospel music. I think gospel music is the best music in the world, by the way. Um, it's not always the most popular music, but it is. But then even some of the gospel artists, even today and back in the day, they really don't sing gospel. There is more inspirational, which is okay. But the gospel, you can't have the gospel without Christ. You can talk about love. And, and there was one particular group that I liked, and they talked about love in exchange for Jesus, saying the name of Jesus. And it made them a lot of money, but it's not the gospel. It's only the gospel that changes people. It's not, it's not inspiration. It's not motivation. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. Some people are, they focus on the power of God. They want to see the power of God. I don't know about you, but I want to see the power of God in my life. I want to see the power of God in this generation. But guess what? You're not going to get the power without the gospel. <laughs> some people want the gospel. Some people want the gospel, but not the power. And some people want the power and no gospel. We want both. <laughs> and if you preach the gospel of Christ, you're, you're, you're going to experience the power of God. For it is the message itself is the power of God. There's no greater message than the message of Jesus. Amen. I don't care what people are saying and preaching. If they're not preaching the good news, they're not preaching um, the will of God for your life. The gospel is the power of God. It releases God's power in our lives. And it tells us how it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. So here we see that the gospel is preached and the power is released but only to those that believe. So you may hear the gospel, it may not change your heart, but what changes the heart is the power of God through the, through the way of the gospel. Everyone, and then says to the Jew first and also to the Gentiles or the Greeks, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Where, where is the righteousness of God revealed? It's revealed in the gospel. That's how we know the righteousness of God. What is the righteousness of God? One way of saying this is the right standing with God. How do we get right standing with God? It's through the gospel. Isn't that good news? The word gospel means good news. And before you can enjoy the good news, you got to understand the bad news. And we won't talk about the bad news today. Um, this is just verse two, uh, verse 17. And it says, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God, the standards of God, the holiness of God is revealed. And then it tells us how it's revealed from faith to faith. So the gospel is revealed from faith to faith. And then he reveals something that I believe one of the minor prophets is saying. He says, as it is written, 
the just, the just shall live by faith. So we're to live by faith. We're talking about the faith life. The just shall live by faith. Everything about the Christian life should be governed by the faith of God. Everything. Your whole existence as a Christian should be determined by your faith. You should choose your spouse by your faith. You should raise your children by your faith. You should deal with your money by your faith. You should deal with your singleness by your faith. You should deal with your job by your faith. You should deal with eternity by your faith. You should deal with your giving by faith. You should deal with your sleep by faith. You should deal with prayers by faith. Are you with me? Why do I feel like I'm Kurt Franklin? Because I say, are you with me? (laughs) Galatians 2. Galatians 2. Galatians 2. It's good to be back. I want to give a shout out to um, Lady Courtney, the only Lady Courtney, Francis Scott Wright. (laughs) Um, I I heard she, I saw she did a banging job as it talked about purging the church. And um, it was great. It was wonderful. and, and, and some of y'all got whipped pretty bad, <laughs> but it's all good. And then Minister Cleavon, give it out for Minister Cleavon, who did a banging job. It was the best message he ever preached up to. Oh, he's standing up. <laughs> up to this point, um, living in the digital Babylon. I mean, I got convicted. I was like, I'm going to shut down everything. I turned off Netflix from the, as a result of his sermon. So uh, it just, uh, and then now we're going to get pure flicks, not pure flex, right? Pure flicks. I used to say pure flex, but it's pure flicks. Um, I, I, I let that subscription lapse, and so now I got to get it back, restore because of that message. Thank you, sir. Um, and so um, I had a wonderful time down in um, Kissimmee, Kiss Me, Florida, and um, the sun was kissing me a little bit. Um, and um, the Strata says, hello, say hello to you all. And um, I, I actually told him that he missed his calling in life. Um, he actually made me a steak, and it was the best steak I've ever had in my life. I said, you are not called to pastor. You're called to make steaks. <laughs> and, um, and so um, he did good. And then I was with our d- beloved sister, um, Sister Dunn. I, as she, um, I wasn't with her when she departed, but I, I got a chance to spend some time with her. And she spoke into my life and spoke into our church. And so I'm so very grateful for that. And now she's home with Jesus resting. It is not a disadvantage to die. It is actually an advantage. So Christ, Paul said this, for, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So my gain, when I die, when we die, we're gaining. So if we prayed the prayer of faith and someone did not receive, not that God didn't provide, but if somebody doesn't receive their healing, it's not the end of the world. They just gain eternity. <laughs> so don't ever cry in a sense, grieve, stay in the place of grief over someone who dies in Christ. They're in a far better place, and they would exchange their time with you if they could. They're not coming back. So people, if you hear that I died, do not cry. I am rejoicing. Amen? I'm like, foolishness, foolishness. Sorry, Father, I didn't train them right. I didn't train them right. I, I will do that. I will do that. Father, forgive me. Forgive me for I didn't train them right. Rejoice. I want when I die, you hear this? When I die, I want a celebration. I want to sell in 71 years, in 71 years, I'll be out of this place. In 71 years. I'm not when I turn 71, in 71 years, I'll be out of this place. And I want celebration. And I want rejoicing. And I want Torin Wells to sing at my funeral. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Flesh. Galatians 2, 2, 2, 20. He'll be old man. Up, up, up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Galatians chapter 2. <laughs> Galatians chapter 2. Let's go over there. Um, I'm going to read this out of KJV too. <laughs> this is one of them KJV Sundays. Because <laughs> KJV says things in, in ways, these, these new translations, they don't get the revelation of you know, they say, oh, we're going to translate it from another place. Um, Galatians 2.20, KJV. Here we go. I am, so everybody now is going to go out and buy KJVs now. <laughs> oh, nobody said amen for that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> PD, I got KJV. I was born and raised. Okay. Um, I am crucified. <laughs> I am crucified. Notice 
present tense, I am, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me and the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So here Paul is declaring to a bunches, a group of churches that got into legalism. They believe that they could do certain things like circumcision to obtain the righteousness of God. And Paul is unpacking the gospel and bringing them back to a place of right understanding of the gospel. It is easy for us to wander off away from the gospel. You think your tithing makes you right with God. It just positions you to receive from God. You think your prayer makes you right with God, but prayer positions us to receive from God. We're not earning anything with God. We are simply receiving. Christianity needs to be rebranded as the great receiving. The great receive. We're receiving from God, not trying to earn something. But because, see, grace found us. And we, as a result of this wonderful grace, as a way of saying, thank you, I live a holy life. Amen. So Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me and the life that I now live in this flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God. How many know we need to live by the faith of the Son of God? Everything that we do need to be governed by our faith in Christ. I select my friends based on my faith in Christ. I, I get become friends with unbelievers because of my faith in Christ because I want to win them to Christ. Amen? So faith is vital to the Christian life. Some will say, if you ask the, the average Christian, what is, let me, let me just do the survey right here. What is the most important subject that you can learn as a Christian? Shout it out. Faith. Oh, you just saying that because I'm preaching about it. <laughs> what, what's another one? Holiness and what else? Prayer. What else? Love. Who said love? Oh, love. <laughs> what's love got to do with the two? Oh, the two friends. Um, love. <laughs> Love, okay. So, so love is the greatest, right? We know from 1 Corinthians chapter, that y'all get that when y'all get home. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. <laughs> Stay C. 1 Corinthians 13. <laughs> Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. Oh, Minister Allen says, hello. I got a chance to eat lunch with breakfast slash almost lunch with him. He gives his love and he said he misses us a lot and he'll see us soon. Amen. First, <laughs> First Corinthians 13. <laughs> First Corinthians 13. I, I, you know, I've been out of the pulpit. This <laughs> is like, what is going on, Nikki? First Corinthians 13, um, ESV, verse 13. First Corinthians 13, 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, faith, hope, and love. These three, but it says, but the greatest of these is what? Love. So that's why they said love. But guess what? Faith works by love. So you, and somebody said prayer. Prayer really works by faith. Yeah. Amen. So holiness really works by faith. Faith in the one who is holy. <laughs> oh, amen. So faith is vital to the Christian life. You should make it your priority to pursue faith. What faith is and how to get it and how to live by it. You, you, your goal as a Christian, I'm going to show you some scriptures in a few minutes. Let's just go there. I'm going to take my time. I'm, I'm getting excited because I've been out of pulpit for two weeks. Um, let's go to 1 Corinthians, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. We're talking about the faith life. The faith life is the good life. It's the best life. And it doesn't mean that you're going to have, you're going to go through life without any challenges. Sometimes I think people think when we talk about faith that we're talking about having a trial-free life, but it's just the opposite. You're going to encounter more trials than you can handle without your faith, without your faith. You got to have faith. God has given us this grace, I like to call it, this gift, this, this, this force called faith. First Timothy chapter six, um, I, I, I grew up. Um, learning this, knowing this, my mother, who has been faithful 
Minister Jackie Dixon, faithful in teaching me faith and exposing me to a bunch of faith teachers while in the Baptist church. And I, I'm so very grateful. I thought everybody believed like this. But later on, when I went to seminary, I was like, man, not everybody believes like we do. <laughs> but first, Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 says, but it's for you, O man of God. This is the only place that Paul actually called anybody a man of God. He says, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things. And he talks about, if you read above that, he talks about false doctrine, um, flee, fleeting um, the love of money and so forth. He says, so you know, how, you know, we need to deal with our money based on our faith. Um, the Bible warns us against the love of money. It's a strong warning against money, the deceitfulness of money, Mark 4. But here it says, but flee these things. And then he tells us what to pursue. He told his son in the faith, Timothy, what to pursue. And he's telling us, the Spirit of God is telling us through the Apostle Paul, through this letter to his son, pursue righteousness. You got to pursue it. You got to make it, you know, the pursuit of happiness, right? That's what American dream. But we're, we're to pursue righteousness, right standing with God, the right way of doing things in God's kingdom. Righteous, pursue righteousness. And then he goes on. So notice he distinguished between righteousness and godliness. Another, way for, another word for godliness is holiness. So pursue righteousness. So righteousness is based on what God has done for us in Christ. But godliness is based on what we live as a result of understanding our righteousness. Righteousness is a gift from God. Holiness is a thanksgiving to God. What's that? That's divine utterance. Never heard of it in my life. Go godliness. Godliness. So pursue righteousness and pursue godliness. How many know we, gonna, we need to pursue these two things? Right standing with God understanding what God did for us in Jesus. And then as a result of that, understanding and pursuing holiness or godliness, godly living. Next one, faith. We got to pursue faith. Now let me read the last three. Love, so that's the love. And then steadfastness or patience, King James says, and gentleness. So today we're going to focus on faith. You know, we could really take 2023 and just focus on all righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness, which speaks of the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, right? Um, faith. We, he's telling them to pursue faith. All right, let, let's go to one more scripture um, that reveals this. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. It says this, so... Flee youthful lust or passions. Oh, no, that's my mind of King James. King James used the word lust. ESV says passions. What is, what is it that young people are um, lusting after? Sexual desires outside of a covenant of marriage. Um, the money. TikTok. <laughs> Thank you, Cleve. Cleve, he talked about that. Um, you know, passions. What are these passions that young people are? He says, flee youthful lust or passions. But instead, pursue what? Righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Sounds like soul train. <laughs> Some of y'all too young for that. <clears throat> Go back and look at. All right, let's go back. Let's go back. So, so faith is important. You should make it your life's pursuit to know what faith is and how to get it and how to live by it. There are a lot of misinformation out here about faith. There's some fake faith. 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 Uh, you know, there, there's a, um, Torin Wells got a song called Fake. <laughs> um, uh, there, there's people who are faking it until they making it. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell us to fake it. We're not to put, pretend. Um, we we got to watch out for feign, uh, uh, unfeigned faith. You know, uh, feigned faith, like fake faith. We, we got to pursue real, genuine faith, Bible faith. There are people dying because they don't know how faith works. Some people are really uh, uh, operating in presumption and foolishness because of wrong information about faith. They 
think we're saying one thing and they haven't studied the whole conclusion of the matter. There are some people who are operating on some foolishness in the name of faith. Their husbands leading their household into more trouble because of some foolishness or some presumptionness. They're, pre they're presuming, let me charge my credit card up because God's going to get me out. I pay my tithes, but how many know it takes faith to pay your tithes and also faith to be a good steward over the 90% that you do have? So some reasons why some the tithing blessing is not working is because people are tithing, but they're not doing the other side of it by taking care of the 90%. So that's the reason why is I've, I've been tithing, PD. I've been tithing. I don't see no, but you're still doing things with your 90% that doesn't make sense. It's not according to the wisdom of God. So it's not enough just to tithe. Y'all do understand that, right? It's not enough just to tithe. Oh, I tithe. I prayed a little bit. Oh, I prayed eight hours today. Okay. It's not enough just to pray eight hours. It's the quality of prayer, not the quantity. It's the faith when you're pr praying. It's the faith when you're living. It's are you with me? Amen. So there are some people who are operating on foolishness in the name of faith or their presumption. They're presumptuous. They think God is going to come through for them. If, if you go around having sex, unprotected sex, and I'm not for having sex outside of marriage, and, and then you're like, oh, God, I just believe I receive um, no diseases. But yet you're still having sex with somebody United Covenant with. I never forget this. This kid, I, I was about to say his name, but he, we're friends on Facebook. We were in eighth grade together. He was the first person when I was a junior. I led some people went to the Lord when I was a, a kid, like eight or nine. But then he was the first person I led in New Jersey to the Lord. And um, we, 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 we connected um, in high school, um, in junior high school, in I think eighth grade, and and I, I preached the gospel to him, and he got born again, and I, I I made a bunch of gospel tapes, I think tapes, yeah, I made gospel tapes and gave it to him, and he just was like, man, I didn't even know I had gospel rap back then. That was gospel rap. It was corny, but at least I had something, and um, so I so he, you know, I was discipling him and talking to him, and so he. Uh, would come to me again and again, like, hey, um, I, I, I had sex with my girlfriend unprotected. This is in eighth grade. Unprotected. I, was, I wasn't protected. And, um, and I didn't have condom. Sorry, condoms. And I'm afraid she might be pregnant. She missed a period. Can you please pray that she's not pregnant? Me being in eighth grade, I just didn't know. I said, okay, I'll pray. And I prayed. And a couple months later, she's not pregnant. Thank you. It worked. And then a couple months later, he came and said the same prayer. And then he kept, and it kept happening. And I was like, wait a minute. This is like, I was praying about it. It's like, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't even matter if I pray because if she's pregnant, she's pregnant. God's not going to kill a baby to inconvenience your lifestyle as an eighth grader. <laughs> I mean, but I was praying, but that's foolishness. You understand that? Uh, Lord, uh, give me more money. Uh, I need more money. And God provides opportunity of overtime that's outside of Sunday morning, you should take advantage of it. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, wait a minute, I prayed this prayer and now God has provided an opportunity for, for me to work overtime. Amen. Yeah, foolishness, right? Of uh, being presumption. We go to believe. And then sometimes people are, I, I, I remember recently I said that I'm gonna die in 71 years from now. And the person's like, don't say that, don't make that bad confession. Well, you, you don't even understand confession. Because if you did the math, I'll be 120 in 71 years. And God promised that he will, that the days of man should be 120. So I'm claiming 100. It was foolishness. And sometimes people want, and you can't confess something into somebody's other, somebody else's life if they're not confessing it. It's one thing for your children. We confess over our children regardless of what, because we're the head, we're, we're, we have authority there. We confess over Caleb because we have authority. To, but you can't, I can't go down the street and confess over somebody else's church. And, and they're saying the opposite. 
So that, that's where a lot of people mis misunderstand faith. They want to, I'm, I'm just going to believe God for you. You can carry unbelievers to a certain extent. I, I never forget, there's a friend of mine from high school. He, um, him and his wife have been married for like seven years, and they were believing God to get pregnant. And, and so I prayed with him. He asked me, to, he called me up and prayed. I prayed with him. And I got a word of, a word of wisdom that he was going to, that his wife was going to get pregnant. I said, this night, go make love to your wife and do it next day and the next day. Do it four times a day. No, I didn't say that far. <laughs> and um, about two months later, he called me and said, she's pregnant. Carried the baby full term. No problems, no complications. And then he started sending money to the church. He's like, praise the Lord, you're a man of God. And then, then he's like, well, we want another one. And I said, okay. Um, all right, we'll pray. All right, so let me let me give you some faith materials. So I get, gave him some faith materials. I said, okay, now you gotta you gotta get the word in you. Like that was that was a special situation. Like I, I can't operate that. I can operate most of the time. I can operate it the first time, but after that, <laughs> it's you on your own. And so I was just like, I, I can join my faith with you. And so he got got the tape. He started teaching, uh, eating it, and chewing it, and, and believing God. Oh, we believe, we receive. Uh, and then he went to his dumb pastors, and he says, "No, I'm listening to that. Oh, no, you don't want that. That's that word of faith stuff. That's that prosperity gospel. We don't now. The prosperity gospel got him his first baby. Yeah. Okay. And now he's rejecting the very thing that is the foundation to get in his second baby. And he's just like, I guess it's the will of the Lord that for us just to have one kid." I said, this conversation is over. I love you, brother. I'm here for you. God bless. And guess what? They don't have a second baby. Yeah. So we can carry new believers, or young believers, for maybe one or two times. Then after that, your faith will not work for others as much. So you got to be careful of trying to confess something into somebody else's life. It's not what they see. All day people can confess things over your life, but their words don't have any weight. I'm, I'm going to take it one step further. I'm going to mess with your religious brain. God's word doesn't have any weight in your life. Your words have more weight in your life than God does. God has some wonderful things he said about you. And yet, if you say the wrong things, that's what you'll get, not God's word. Oh, come on and <laughs> Half of the church just left. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What I'm saying to you, if you say something long enough, you'll believe it and you'll, that'll be your reality. And you say, this stuff doesn't work. It's working right now. It's not working for you. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. It. So when people say that, I say, oh, yeah, it's absolutely working. You are having what you said because you keep saying it. It's not working. I'm saying it, it's working all the time. The word is working mightily in me. It's working. It's working night, night and day. Night and day. It's working. The word, my seed, my seed is working. When I get there, the money I need will be there because I planted seed and I'm saying it. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And so what you say and what you believe have a greater weight than what somebody else says. Don't ever be afraid of witches and warlocks and all them people. They can do curses all day. Oh, I'm afraid of a witch. Don't be afraid of them. Go ahead. Throw your hex and vex. It has no, no power over here. If I believe it, it's going to release the power in it. No weapon. <laughs> Think about Wonder Woman. No weapon. Boom, 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 boom. boom. No weapon. <laughs> Some people are like, what is Wonder Woman? <laughs> You'll get it on the way home. <laughs> um, so some people are not really operating in real faith. They don't really have faith. They, they have fake faith, faith that is not tested. We need, I don't know about you, but I want real Bible faith, real Bible faith. So let's go to Romans chapter 10. I'm going to read this out of ESV and KJV. Uh, today is a dual translation going on. Uh, Romans chapter 10. Where are we, right? Romans chapter 10. The faith life. I'm almost finished. So I can let you get to the. Well, we, we don't really do buffet. We don't do really buffets right now because of pandemic, right? I know some people are concerned about buffets. People spit everywhere. But that just messed up somebody's buffet. Sorry, my bad. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So. King James says this, Romans 10, verse 7 says, So then faith cometh 
by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, ESV says this, faith comes by, uh, uh, Romans 10 verse, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Notice it's present tense. It's not past tense. It's not future tense, but it's hearing. It's hearing. You don't get faith by what you've heard. You get faith what you're hearing, by what you're hearing. And I like the ESV a little bit better because in the Greek, it actually says the words of Christ or the word of Christ. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through not just reading the Bible, not just listening to a preacher, but listening to a hearing anointed word of God. You know that there are sometimes some, some sermons, even though they're preaching the Bible, is not anointed. Um, it's the anointed. The word Christ means the anointed one in his anointing. The word of the anointed one in his anointing. Faith comes from sitting and hearing under the anointing. That's where faith comes. It's not, it doesn't just come if you, I, I listen to the Bible, dwell app and different stuff, the Bible on uh, MP3 files, and I listen to it. Faith does not come just because you hear the Bible read. Faith doesn't come just because you read the Bible. Faith doesn't come just because you go to church. It comes from the anointing, the anointed word of God. When you release the Holy Spirit in your prayer time, in your study time, that's when faith comes. The source of Bible faith is what? The Bible. So there's some people naming and claiming, and I'm a name it, claim it pastor, by the way, because I name some things and I claim some things. I claim the promises of God and I name some blessings. Amen. All right. Amen. So if you want to tag me, please tag me. Sorry. <laughs> All right. But do you know that you can't claim something that God didn't promise? Okay. And that's where the error is. They, somebody got blessed with something, so I claim that. Or I claim somebody else's spouse. You, you can't claim that. Are, are you with me? If the Bible does not promise it, you can't claim it. <laughs> That's the difference. That right there draws the line between fake faith and real faith. You can only claim what the Bible promises. If, if, I, if, if I don't give you my word, then you can't say that PD is going to do this. But if you got my word on it, then you can say that. The same thing with God. There are some people making all these confessions, as the world says, these affirmations have no scripture basis. And if it is in the scripture, they don't know where it's at. So it's not really faith. They're just saying it because somebody else said it. I'm blessed and highly favored. That was spoken to Mary. <laughs> oh, most people don't know that. They just, I'm blessed and highly favored. But that was spoken to Mary because she was carrying Jesus. Are you carrying Jesus? Then it's spoken to you. Hey, glory, You're blessed and highly favored because you got the greater one living on side of you and Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now you can claim that. <laughs> so now you got some substance. You got, you got faith with your, what you're hoping for. Some people are, making, are hoping for things, but there's no, nothing that, uh, there's no faith to give substance to their hope. So they're hoping to be prosperous. They're hoping for a, a wisdom. They're hoping for some joy. But if you have no Bible on it, you can't have no hope. That's not real hope. Because hope is based on what God has said. It's, it, hope gives us, um, it's the blueprint. It gives us something to strive for, something to believe for. And faith brings what we're believing for into manifestation. And so the source of Bible faith is the Bible. You can't have Bible faith without the Bible. The Bible is the source of rule of faith and practice. No Bible, no faith. So if somebody said they, they make all these confessions, where do you find that in the Bible? And they get offended, then you know that they don't have no real faith. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I, 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 I can have what I say. That's not just a blanket, a, a, a blank check. You got to have Jesus' signature on it. And if it's not inspired by the Holy Spirit, the word of God, if it's not found in the 66 books, he's not signing it. God never promised to make you a millionaire. That, that just left all entrepreneurs. <laughs> but he did, he did promise to meet your needs. 
if you're faithful in giving. That was a promise to givers in Philippi, city of Philippi. So you can't claim something that God never promised. And that's where a lot of people miss it in the, in, in the name of name it, claim it, uh, prosperity, or believing for something. You can't believe for something that God is. The will of God, faith begins where the will of God is known. Are you, that's enough for you to go home on. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So if you don't have God's will, God's word is his will. Say God's word is his will. And if you don't have the word on it, you can't claim it. I claim closeness with God when I pray. Father, I thank you. You say to your word that if I draw near to you, you'll draw near to me. So I'm going to have some closeness that day. Are you with me? Lord, you promised that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. So I don't pray. Lord, be with me today. Because he'll never leave me. So that is a promise. So I speak that and that becomes a reality in my life. I'm, it, what, what do you mean? If I don't believe it, does not mean he, he, he's not with me? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is it's not real to you. It's not your reality. God's word is truth. The word of God says, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. And if you have sickness and disease in your body, you're not denying the sickness and disease that exists. You're denying its right to stay. You're saying by the stripes of Jesus, healing is in those stripes, in those wounds. So I claim those, that, that healing power into my life so it could be a reality. 1 Peter 2.24. Amen. So um, I'm almost finished. Let me leave you with this. Great faith comes from great hearing. So sometimes people want to have great faith, but they have no great hearing. There are three, at least three categories of faith in specifically in the New Testament. Specifically, and even more further, it's in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Three categories of faith. There's no faith, little faith, and great faith. No faith, little faith, and great faith. Now, I want to submit to you that every believer has the measure of faith. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans chapter 12, that's one more chapter over. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to what? The, the measure of what? Faith that what? That who? That God has assigned. So every believer has been given the measure of faith. But guess what? As believers, we have to develop our faith. So there's not a believer that doesn't have faith. So don't go around telling believers they don't have any faith. If somebody's sick, you don't have any faith. That's error. That's false faith. Every believer has faith. Let me show you this. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. <clears throat> when I hear other believers tell, talk about other believers, they say, oh, they don't have any faith. That's not true. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through what? Faith. This is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. So notice that faith is, grace is a gift, and so is the faith. For by grace you have been saved through what? Faith. So you're not even a child of God or a believer without your faith. So every believer has faith. Don't ever walk away from here and say, PD believes that some believers don't have faith. No, I, I've never said that. Every believer has faith. They need to develop their faith. If, they, if, if, if a believer fails to receive healing, it doesn't mean that they don't have faith. They just haven't developed their faith in the area of healing. Are you with me? So great faith comes from great hearing. And when I'm talking about hearing, I'm talking about spiritual hearing, spiritual hearing. So let's let's go to a few scriptures and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, let's go with go with me to Matthew. Uh, let's do Proverbs chapter one, Proverbs chapter one, verse five. And then you can you can go ahead and go to Matthew chapter 11, Proverbs chapter one, verse five. So how, great faith comes by what? Great hearing. 
So the reason why people don't, you can develop from little, no faith by hearing about Jesus and you have faith. So therefore you have little faith. Faith is small, like a seed, a grain of mustard seed, right? And then you develop that seed. You grow it. You, you put water on it and it grows. There's a, a group of believers and second, I think first Thessalonians, that Paul says, your faith grows exceedingly. Your faith can grow. Your faith doesn't have to stay little. It's little because you want it to be little. <laughs> you can't pray for faith. Lord, give me more faith. Not found in the Bible. If, I promise you, if you pray for more faith, Lord, give me more faith, then you'll have a greater desire to read and study the scriptures. Because that's how greater faith comes. Romans, I mean, Proverbs 1 verse 5, KJV, it says, A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. A wise man will what? Hear and will increase learning. Our, heart, our hearing will determine how much faith we, we will have. Our hearing. So Matthew chapter 11, verse 15. Let's go there. Matthew chapter 11, verse 15. The faith life. I want to encourage you to pursue faith. Um, Matthew chapter 11, verse 15 says this. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. There, there are a lot of people who have ears, but they don't have spiritual hearing. Ears. You got to hear from the spirit of faith. The Bible says in um, Hebrews chapter 4. Let's go over there real quick. Hebrews chapter 4. I think I do a disservice by just quoting the scriptures and you never see them yourself. It has a greater impact on your spirit when you hear it and you see it too. Hebrews chapter 4, and I'm going to get you, um, um, this is um, KJV. Hebrews chapter 4, and it says this. Hebrews chapter 4. Oh, actually, it's not Hebrews 4. <laughs> uh, let's see, what, what, what are we talking about? Um, Hebrews chapter four, actually, is it verse two? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. That's what I'm looking. Thank you for it. It says Hebrews chapter four, verse two, it says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as to, unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not been mixed with faith in them that heard it. Did you see that? That's KJV. It says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them. So you can have good teaching and then not profit you. Did you hear me? Yeah. You can have good teaching and it not profit you. Why? Not being mixed with faith. You got to believe what you're hearing. When you believe what you're hearing, then you'll act upon it. And that's when the results will come. You can have two... You know this, even in like education, right? You have the same students. One student will get it and prosper, and the other one will be like, what? What's going on? What's going on? You got to believe what you're hearing. The Bible says in Hebrews 11.3, says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed. So how do we understand? By faith. A wise person will hear and increase in learning. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not preaching something that isn't biblical. I know theologians are word of faith. Word of faith is simply means the, the, the gospel. Prosperity gospel. It means the gospel that prospers you, spirit, soul, and body. So you want the gospel of poverty? Which is not no good news, right? <laughs> not at all. God wants you to poor, be poor. He wants you to, because you'll cry out to him. He knows if you get the riches, you'll die and go to hell. Okay. If you're still there, stay there. Unless you want to change. Come up higher. There's some greater things than what you know, thinking that God's, God's trying to teach you something through sickness and disease. Listen, you wouldn't put sickness and disease on your kid to teach them anything, right? You, would take, you wouldn't take your kid's hand and, and, and because they were playing with matches and put it on top of the, some fire to teach them a lesson. 
Because if you do, the world will take that kid away from you. So why do you think God is behind getting you sick so that he can teach you a lesson? He'll be a bad God if he did that. People um, often quote Job, said the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And usually it's, it's spoken of in, at funerals. But you know what? Job said it, not God. So that right there just, I mean, just because it's in the Bible, and hear what I'm saying, hear the word behind the word, just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean it's true. There's some people who were liars in the Bible, and what they said isn't true. Job had an understanding. He did not have the revelation of Satan. He believed that everything good and bad came from Satan. And if you read the Old Testament, they're writing from a place not of that Satan existed, but from a place of ignorance that Satan was no longer. Jesus revealed, this is like somebody saying the storm that came recently, that that was from God. Well, we see in the scripture that Jesus rebuked the storms. So we would say, well, then he's rebuking God. Everything that's happening is not from God. That, that, that'll liberate you right there. Everything that is happening in your life is not from God. Some things is because of bad decisions. <laughs> some, 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 some things are from Satan. So don't, don't get it twisted that we think everything comes from God, good and bad. Now, I like to take Job's statement, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. He gives joy, he takes sadness away. Yes. He gives riches, he takes poverty away. He gives heaven, it takes hell away. Yes. Come on. That's, that's why I, I look at it. The Lord giveth and he takes away. He takes away division and brings unity. Yes. <laughs> he takes away drama and gives peace. Yes, he, does. he takes away anxiety and gives you some joy. Yes. That, that's the God we serve. How do we know that? Because Jesus revealed the Father in real reality. This is the way God is. Up to that point, the Bible says in John that God, that Jesus brought the Father out of the bosom to reveal him. So if you don't see Jesus going around, Jesus is God's will in action. And you don't see Jesus going around putting sickness on anybody, then you don't, have, you don't believe that Jesus put sickness on people. He he'll never would have provided healing for people if he didn't bring, you know, if, if sickness was his M.O. Right. There was a lady that was bound up by Satan, bent over for 18 years. And Jesus says, Satan has bound this woman of God, the seed of Abraham. And he set her free. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I'll give you one more scripture. <laughs> Romans 10. Let's go back to Romans 10. The faith life. So we, we, I want you to leave here saying, you know what? I need to get my hearing right. I need to hear right. I need to hear right so I can believe right. So I can develop my faith. I have faith. I need to develop faith. If I need healing, I need to look at Jesus the healer. If I need provision, I need to see Jesus the provider. If I need some peace, I need to look at Jesus as being the peace giver. God does not want you to be tormented where you don't sleep at night. God doesn't want you to be, have anxiety where you're, you, you can't function in life. He wants some peace. He wants you to have peace. He said, I give you peace that this world knows nothing about. And, no, no, and I'm not against drugs and medicine, but there's some peace that, that goes way beyond any medicine can ever take you. Some peace that will be permanent. Some peace that will stabilize your life for all of this life. That's the type of peace we want. We don't want temporary peace. And, and, and people have said and know that medicine will only temporarily solve some things. But the peace of God will stabilize your life. The peace that you can't understand, you should be upset and, and drowning in your grief and you got peace. Amen. So when you hear a loved one dying, you still can have peace, even though there's, there's a void. But you know God is greater. Amen. You got some hope beyond this life. Yeah, there's some injustice, yeah. but thank God for the justice of God. Yeah. That day is coming yeah. where he, he's going to flex his justice on this earth. So I'm not worried about who's in office. Yeah. You can put Satan himself in office. Yeah. Yeah. 
because God is the Lord of my life and he's sustaining me and he gets he has the last say in my life because I say he does. I release him through my faith that he has the last say. Some people say, well, no, God has the last say. It doesn't he doesn't have the last say in your life unless you invite him to. He's he's not going to kick the door down. He comes by invitation only. How do you know, Pastor Wayne? Uh, revelation. Behold, I stand at the door talking to the church, not the unbelievers. I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will let me in, I'll come and sup with him and have dinner and give him my peace. I prepare a table before in, in the presence of your enemies. And on this table, I have some peace, some joy, some favor, some deliverance, some prosperity, some healing. It's all yours for the claiming. You can have all of it. You don't have to have a little bit of God. I want all of you, God. You got it. Oh, I want some peace with it. You got it. I want some provision to do your the assignment on my life. Here's some provision. I, I need some healing in my body. Here's some wisdom to eat right and to exercise. And here's some healing for your body. <laughs> it's yours. Glory to God. My last scripture. Thank you, uh, Minister Cleveland, for preaching an hour. Praise the Lord. I heard through the grapevine you preached an hour. Praise the Lord. <laughs> know the truth though. Romans 10. <laughs> uh, I heard uh, PD ask you how long I pre say I'm an hour. <laughs> I was like Lord Jesus. <laughs> I think he made it to 40. Deliverance. <laughs> that was a time it was 20 minutes. <laughs> the Lord is good. <laughs> okay Romans 10. This is my last scripture. It says this. The word is nigh thee. Um, let's start with verse eight. The word, the word, what, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach or proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. The faith life consists of having faith in your heart and in your mouth. You got to have it in both places for it to work. There's some people who believe, but they never say anything. And there's some people who are saying, but they don't believe. But the good thing is, if you say it long enough, you'll school yourself right into faith. Glory to God. All right. I'm going to stop here. <laughs> We'll pick this up um, next week, and, and we'll go into the new year with, with that. So I, I, I leave you with the one takeaway right now. Um, you you got to feed your faith daily. Every day, feed your faith. Well, the question may come, how do you feed your faith? I'm glad you asked. <clears throat> when you read the Bible, we know that the Bible is the source of our faith. So if you know Bible, no faith. I'm not telling you to go out here confessing something that's crazy. I claim um, uh, 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 a thousand cars, and that will never manifest. One, if it's not promised in the Bible, or God never spoke to you that it will. So you can have faith in the spoken word of God to your spirit, just like you can have faith in his written word. Are you with me? That sets you free. So faith really only works when you led by the spirit. There's some people who have formulas. I'm not talking about having a formula. Oh, we're going to just make a confession. Confess, confess, confess. I got relatives. You better not say nothing negative. <laughs> and they just, Bruh. no, this is not mind over matter. This is not Christian science. You know, there's Christian science where they mind over matter is, uh, you know, don't say that. No, no, no. That's not what, how we operate. We operate from a place of assurance and a place of what a peace of God is. We're not afraid of, oh, you made a bad confession, so your whole life is doomed. <laughs> that, that's not how we, that's not the way God wants us to live. I'm simply saying, you take the promises of God, whether through the written word or the spoken word to your spirit, and, and if, it, if it, how do you know if it's of God if it doesn't contradict the written word, right? <sighs> Give you an example. And the only reason I tell a lot of personal stories is because I think it, it helps you to see real life. So, you know, I'm on this journey of losing weight. Uh, 43 pounds. Yeah. Amen. I gained a pound over Thanksgiving. 
Um, so I, I, I went, I went to North Carolina, South Carolina, and I was at this conference, and I went walking to, um, you know, I'm doing intermittent fasting, and I went walking, um, and Courtney was like, yo, don't walk in that area. A lot of people get robbed over there. I was like, whatever. <laughs> but I understand now. <laughs> I, that was the wisdom of God. So I'm, I'm walking in this little park, and, and, and I'm walking around the little pond. And it's like, oh, this is cute. And I have my music on, listen to Torrin Wells. And, uh, and so I was like, hills and valley, you know, little hills, you know. And all of a sudden, I said, you know, I'm seeing these other paths. Let me, let me just explore. You know, like, well, let me not just walk around. Because I, I like to see other things. Sometimes I drive a different way home so I can see another scenery. Do y'all do that? Yeah, I just get tired of seeing the same old, same old. You know, like, oh, let's just, let's take the long way home. <laughs> Waste some gas. <laughs> and so I'm walking. And I'm like, huh, you know, praying a little bit in tongues and listening to my music, oh, you know. And, um, and then so I got to be back. I, I want to go to the hotel and get some, um, you know, take a shower before I go to the, I, I don't want to be late. <laughs> and so I walk in, I'm walking and I'm like, okay, um, I, I'm lost. <laughs> I, I'm like going in circles. And so an hour goes by, hour and a half, close to two hours. So I've been walking three hours now. And I'm like, oh God, I'm gonna miss this. This is horrible. This is a waste of energy. I mean, I'm how I'm gonna miss the, the event. I need to, I'm not gonna go stinking. So I'm gonna take a shower. So I'm like, Lord. And so I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm just walking. There's no strange, there's strangers. I'm like, I don't really know them. I'm in South Carolina, black. You know, it's just like, yo, this is like, I don't know what's happening. And I can understand why people are robbed now. And so I'm just in the circle, just going. I was like, oh man. And so all of a sudden I get this wisdom. I need to confess the word. Psalm 37 verse 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So I said, Lord, your word says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I thank you that my steps are ordered by the Lord, but I, nothing's happened. I'm still going in circles. And I said, then I said, okay, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So Psalm 32 verse eight says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go and guide you with my eye. So I need you to instruct me, Lord. Give me that eye. You see all things. And God, you know where my car is. I thank you. And I'm like walking. And all of a sudden, I'm praying in tongues, and it just does not seem like it's working. I say, Holy Spirit, you know how. You know how I could believe you for this. Holy Spirit, give me the wisdom to get to my car. And all of a sudden, duh, GPS. <laughs> I got this. I'm like, Courtney's like, duh, you should have did that the first time. <laughs> I've been super dumb deep. So, but guess what? My battery is about to die. On the phone, I said, like, oh, God, I'm going to be stuck. A week from now, I'll still be walking. Honestly, I was like, yo, I, I, I don't know how. I'm like, oh, God. And I'm in parts of South Carolina I've never seen. Houses, I'm like, oh, God, that looks like something in a movie where you go in, you don't come back out. And I'm like, oh, God, this is crazy. And so I'm like walking around. I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, oh, God. It doesn't matter how fast I'm praying. It's just more confusion. I said, like, this is not working. Forget this crap. I'm just like, oh, you said the steps are ordered. So I'm like. Peace. GPS. GPS. Oh, Lord, please. I speak to this phone. It will not die. Battery. Be charged. Holy Spirit, you're an energizer. Energize this in Jesus. No lie. True story. And, and I get to the car and dies. Go back to the hotel, take a shower. And made it. I missed it like for a minute. I'm telling you, real life. It's not just making confessions. It's been led by the Spirit of God. Spirit of God told me, so simple. I should have known this. GPS. <laughs> but how many know sometimes you can get so deep that you get drowned? <laughs> you can see God so much that you miss him. That's what happened to the children of Israel. They sought the Lord so much. I'm seeking the Messiah. The Messiah, he comes and you don't recognize him. You get so caught up in your prayer life and you have more faith in your prayer life than the one who gave you prayer to pray. You can be so seeking God with fasting. You fast so much. You lose so much weight, but you miss the blessing of the reward of the fast. You give so much. I, I got to tithe religiously. And you miss the blessing of tithing. <laughs> I got to witness to everybody. And uh, oh, I just want to say this prayer and not know discipleship. You abort babies. You have miscarriages. And spiritually speaking, because you didn't explain what it means to really follow Jesus. You just want them to say a prayer. Saying a prayer doesn't make you a Christian. It's having faith in Jesus. 
And faith comes by hearing the true gospel that he died in your place so that you can have relationship and fellowship with Father God. If you're here today, every eye closed, every head bow. Say, Pastor Dwayne, I'm not born again. I'm going to give my life to Christ. Jesus died in your place so that you can have a real relationship, a real fellowship with him. He said, Pastor Dwayne, I'm not born again. And I'm not sure if I, if I was to die here, that die right now, that I would go to heaven. I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to receive Christ. Is there one here? Or perhaps you say, I want to rededicate or recommit myself to Christ. Say, I once was following Jesus, but somehow I wandered off the path of righteousness. And I found myself doing things that God forbid. I want to come back home. And God opens his arms. He says, come home to a place of safety, to a place where you can ask your questions, to a place that you can be you. Come as you are. Is there one here to say, I want to either be born again or rededicate my life to Christ? Be bold and strong enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father God, I come boldly before your throne of grace. I admit I am a sinner and I need Jesus. I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. I believe that God raised him from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. You prayed that for the first time. I want to welcome you to the family of God. Contact the ministry and we'll make sure we give you some information for how to faithfully follow Christ. Amen. Amen. God is so good. Amen. We believe that somebody is going to say that prayer. I've said that prayer in faith that somebody through SoundCloud or YouTube is going to say that prayer and mean it and understand it and be born again. Amen. Glory to God. Give God some praise. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.